Hello, and welcome to a very special Creepypasta episode of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and I'm joined by Wib. Hello. And I'm joined by Drummer Matt. Hello. <laughs> I tend to just scream as my... <laughs> just to get in the spirit of things. The spirit of Halloween. Oh, it's it's always so dreadfully spooky. So I've, I've prepared three Creepypastas for us to read, because poor Drummer Matt... Has never been uh, exposed to creepy pastors. I think poor is the wrong word there. <laughs> lucky, lucky, and you're about to ruin it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got to get you off my fucking couch somehow, don't I? And what are friends there for, other than to mildly ruin your life from time to time? Exactly. Yeah, that sounds fair. So, um, for people at home who might not be totally up with the creepy pasta scene. There's a scene. Oh, you have no idea. Let's not get too far into yeah. it. But basically, creepypastas are a are stories that people write on the internet of just these short, creepy stories. And they you're supposed to try and take them as if they, they really happened. Like You're supposed to try and you right, know, okay. suspend your disbelief and, and try and get yourself into the, into the mindset that this could really happen. Most of them aren't very good. The ones based on video games are worse. <laughs> I do. Okay. I I have actually read creepypastas, and I've not read many. I have read at least one good one that was not gaming related. I have never ever seen a good gaming one. <laughs> However, Snipe here has read a lot of gaming ones. Ah, uh, are yes. there any good gaming ones? Not really. Okay. <laughs> so this. Uh, it's not going to be a very spooky podcast, then. It might be. This is the thing. You just don't know. Okay. This might be super spooky for the viewers at home. Oh. You know, people who are viewing with their ears. Yes. <laughs> it's Halloween. So spooky, it's making them see things. <laughs> we will make you fucking hallucinate. You're so spooked. Before we get too far into this, the stories are meant to be spooky. So yeah. I understand the creepy part of the name. Yeah. What's pasta got to do with it? Oh, oh, oh. It, it's the old thing um, of... Um, copy pasta. Of copy pasta. Um, which was just a bastardization of copy paste. Oh, okay. Um, and that morphed into copy pasta, and because then, the internet, because yeah. the internet, yes, okay, right. and then that morphed into creepy pasta for the spooky ones. We didn't fucking name it. Uh, yeah, okay. like that. Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. But yes, yeah, so I've got I've collected three for your uh, your viewing terror. <laughs> I okay. guess I'm not very good at being spooky for the pleasure of your ears for the, for the terror of your ears. Oh, well, pleasure. Yes. 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 I will also say, if you want to play at home, you have like a bit of a mini drinking game. Any time the word realistic is used, take a shot. Uh, two shots if it's in the context of realistic blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, also, if if the uh, the protagonist is being nonchalant when they fucking well should not be, like hence I shrugged it off. I I saw it murder my mum, but I shrugged it off. That kind of thing. Yeah. Also, when a, a console or a, uh, a platform is incapable of doing what the the writer is claiming it can do, like yeah. on a SNES having full motion video. Can we also have one for any time someone starts a story with, I've always been a huge fan of X. 
Yes, that's that's another shot. Yeah. Um, and also, if it's just really unscary, so okay, <laughs> you it... might have to stop because you will die. But drink responsibly, because you know we we're all about staying alive here at the Misanthropod. We don't want you to drown or give yourself alcohol poisoning and die. We are pro not dying. We are pro not dying. <laughs> so shall I start us off with our first creepy pastor? Okay, Pokemon Lost Silver. You see. I am a simple college student living alone in an apartment. I was very enthusiastic about the release of Pokemon Heart Gold slash Soul Silver here in the States. I have purposely locked myself out of all media and the internet aside for school purposes. That means no 4chan, no V, and no Bulbapedia, etc. Oh. As I was busy with the school year and being poor at the time, I wasn't able to buy Soul <laughs> Silver. <laughs> Can I just, sorry, sorry, can I just say that? Like, like, oh, oh so why didn't you come to the party? I'm sorry, I was busy being poor. That's a perfectly valid excuse. <laughs> I don't see that being a problem. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's got to be scary, Dan. Spooky, oh, Joyce. So spooky. Okay. I wasn't able to buy Soul Silver on its launch date. After my school year ended, I ordered Soul Silver on Amazon. Ooh, spooky, Amazon. Spooky. However, it would take a week for it to arrive. I decided that during that time, I would replay my Crystal version on my Game Boy Color. However, I realized that long ago, my mum threw it away because I told her the save went dead, and I was very upset about it then. Bitch! I know, right? Like, he threw away the entire game because he lost his save. <laughs> oh, hey mum, my save file's corrupted. Well, time to burn your bedroom down! <laughs> she also threw away my Silver version, so all I have is my Game Boy Color. As such, I set out to GameStop and bought a used Silver version, as it's the only Pokemon game left that they have for the GBC. Ten dollars fairly cheap. I went home and started it up for a nostalgia trip. However, that's where things started getting bizarre, and most likely the reason why you read this. The Game Freak logo started up as normal, but it just froze there. I thought the cart was errored or something, so I turned it off and on. The same thing happened. I tried pressing A and start over and over, and all of the buttons. Eventually, the logo vanished and was a black screen for about five seconds. Suddenly, rather than going to the usual menu screen, I was already in the game in a previous save file, which was odd as I was expecting all of these carts to have been wiped by the poor battery. Either way, I wasn't complaining as I would have chosen the continue option to see what the previous guy did anyways. First off, I checked his trainer information. His name was just... Ellipses. He did not have isn't much that, originality. Yeah, I was say, isn't that just the equivalent of when you can't be arsed and you just put your name in as A-A-A-A-A? Yeah, terrifying, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I checked his profile, and apparently he had 999 hours and 99 minutes put into the game. With all 16 badges, 99,900.9 poker dollars, and all 251 Pokemon on the Pokedex. Seeing as he apparently had Mew and Celebi logged also, I'm guessing he either used a Game Genie or was really hardcore Pokemon player back then. I checked his Pokemon to see what a badass team he has. To my surprise, I saw five unknowns and six Pokemon named Hori. In all caps. <laughs> you, no, come on, guys. This is scary. Right, yeah, yeah, sorry. It's scary. Ooh. Ooh. I'm thinking that this must be some cruel joke by the person who played this last game, but I decided to check the profiles of those Pokemon anyways. As expected, there were different letters of unknown, all level 5. I was a bit shaky with my unknown alphabet at the time, but I identified the word spelled out to be LEAVE. As for the sixth Pokemon, it turned out to be a Cyndaquil. Mind you, this is before there were individualized Pokemon icons. The Cyndaquil looked normal, but it was a level 5 with only 1 HP left and only 2 attacks, Leer and Flash. I don't know why they named him Hori, 
but at the time I just disregarded it. Honestly, if it, if it's only things are Leah and Flash, then really it should have just been named Dicko. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do that while having a sip of coffee. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I nearly died for this podcast. Now that's spooky. The most eerie thing was that, despite my volume being at max, none of the Pokemon he had said their usual cries, just pure silence. He's sure his Game Boy's not just broken. It's, it's fine, don't say that. His mum will come in and throw him out the window. Still throws, still throws him and his Game Boy out the window. Mm-hmm. Having enough of the team, I closed it. I was parked at what appears to be a room inside Bellsprout Tower. However, for some reason, there were no NPCs around. Even more eerie was that the pillar in the middle did not move at all, as if it was just leaning on its side. There was no music at all, and there was no exit or ladder. At least I thought there wasn't. I walked around for a few minutes, but can't seem to find a way out. This was certainly not a room I've seen in Bellsprout Tower before. I tried checking my items for an escape rope, but the bag was completely empty. There wasn't any wild Pokemon either. Finally, I managed to find a ladder, which turned out to be behind the pillar. The screen turned black and the music finally started playing. I had a sudden chill as I recognised that melody I had heard to be the theme you hear when you listen to the radio at Alpha Ruins, where the unknowns are at. I immediately realised that it wasn't a loading transition, but rather I was in a dark room and would need flash. Before I took care of that though, I immediately checked my poker gear to change the radio to something more pleasant, but it turns out that there was no radio card, or even a phone, nor time cards. There was only a map card in which gold ellipses from earlier, and I will call him gold from now on was just walking in a mist of black. I recall that Cyndaquil has Flash, so I turned off my poker gear and made Cyndaquil use Flash. I didn't see any message saying Hurry had used Flash or anything like that. The room became lit just like that, and I soon regretted it. The room was a chilling blood red. Oh, another uh, one? Yeah, yeah any time blood is mentioned, take a shot. <laughs> the room was a chilling blood red with a linear grey path leading south. The ladder I used to go up slash down was not there at all. I had no choice but to head south. The screen got darker every 20 steps I made. Uh, I'd just like to point out, um, no choice. Um, it is a video game. You can't just turn it off. No, they can't turn it off. Take a shot every time the fucking like, protagonist could just turn the goddamn game off and be fine. <laughs> they say, I have no choice. <laughs> every 20 steps I made until I finally made it to the end, which appears to be a sign. I read the sign which said, turn back now. Suddenly I was asked to answer yes or no, but there was no question asked. I chose yes as I do not know what it was asking, and the screen went black again, making a ladder climbed sound. The unknown radio music stopped, and in a few seconds was replaced with the not as creepy poker flute radio music. I was in another dark room, but I held my breath and used flash again. Suddenly it said that Hori has fainted, which was odd since I recall that there was no status conditions like poison on him and I clearly wasn't in battle. I checked my Pokemon quickly and suddenly he's no longer in my party. In fact, after a little bit of investigating, none of my Pokemon are there, but instead all replaced with level 10 unknown. I did the same thing as before and spelled out the unknown. My then team of unknown spelled, HE DIED. In all caps, no, no space. Either way, after that creepy chain, the room was lit to reveal myself in a very small room that appears to be only four squares big. The wall of that room were grey bricks, as if I was looking into something that was hollowed out. Outside the room appears to be a bunch of graves similar to the ones in Pokemon Red slash Blue. I've walked around that small room and pressed A, but nothing happened. I've already concluded that this was clearly a hacked game, and some sadistic fuck sold it to GameStop. Why sadistic? But what, nothing supernatural has happened. 
But he died. Like, this is just like a fucking ROM hack. What's spooky about a fucking ROM no, hack? No, no, it's really scary because he got it from GameStop and they always, like, vastly overpriced second-hand games. Well, okay, yeah. The, the... <laughs> However, my curiosity kept me going. I checked, the pro- I checked the trainer profile of Ellipses again only to find out that the Sprite of Gold was missing his arms. <gasps> he also seemed to appear less smug. <laughs> but rather, seems more sad and empty in a way that I do not know how to describe. For some reason, it also now said that he has 24 badges, which was clearly impossible. Oh, clearly. Mm. After a few minutes of aimless wandering, my character suddenly spun and did the escape rope spinning animation. Instead of flying up, though, my character spun downwards slowly, as if sinking. <laughs> after that screen, the music stopped, and finally, after finally landing, the overworld sprite of gold is coloured differently now. Instead of the usual red colour he dons, he apparently completely white now, including his skin. He's a spooky ghost. He's always a ghost. Yeah. It's as if he came straight from the colorless Game Boy games placed into a colored background of the Game Boy color. I checked his profile and now... That's weirdly specific, like, (laughs) as a description. Like, that's just... I would never have thought, oh, he looks like a Game Boy thing, because, like, the Game Boy by default had, like, a greeny background, so... Yeah. Yeah. And even then it was, like, grayscale, so it wasn't just all white. Yeah. And the original ones, like, they... The original ones weren't on the original Game Boy. They're on the Game Boy Color. I mean, I think you could play them on the original Game Boy, but they were. I'm thinking about I never this. Tried. I, I'm thinking about this too much. Aren't yeah, I? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I checked his profile, and now, while now is as white as his Overworld sprite, he lost his legs and has what <laughs> appears to be bloody tears from his eyes. <laughs> okay, why are you laughing? This poor player character is he just floating about? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. It also says he now has 32 badges, which now starts to disturb me as this change in number seems to represent something important. I also check my Pokemon, which this time contains five unknowns and a level 100 Celebi without a nickname. The unknown are this time leveled 15 and spelled out DYING. <laughs> I checked out the Celebi's profile. It was a shiny Celebi, except there's only half a sprite. One leg, one arm, one eye. It only has one attack. Perish Song. Okay, no, come on. <laughs> Try and be afraid. There's, there's scary things happening here. I'm, tr- I'm trying. Okay. I, I'm trying desperately to feel the fear. The area I was in itself was the Sprout Tower with the immobile pillar as before, except everything is apparently red now. I walked north for what felt like forever. Eventually, I finally encountered some generic men and women NPCs. They were all lined up to the side, just facing the long slantish pillar in the end. They were also white, and nothing happens when I try and speak to them. I kept on going north until eventually the pillar finally appears chopped off with a transparent red in that spot. I went up to red and without even pressing A I was suddenly engaged and finally in a battle. The music starts again, which it sounds like the unknown radio music again, but played backwards. How would you know? (laughs) That is really good at this stuff. If you've ever heard a song that you're familiar with backwards, it sounds nothing like it. Which is why he knew immediately, because it was scary. Because <laughs> he's read enough creepy pastas to. <laughs> She's like, oh, I know what this one is. Gold's battle backstrike matches his front one with the bloody eyes, white skin, and lack of arms. While Red Sprite was the same as before in GSC, except transparent. His back sprite was in the view from the back behind. Yeah, him. you could see his eyes. Okay, scary. Yeah, that's yeah. The text simply said, "Wants to battle," as if he had no name. And both of us only have one Pokemon each, which is weird, as I swore I had six unknowns. My shiny Celebi came out conveniently with a half sprite for the back sprite also. The shiny noise and animation was different. 
as the sound it made with the multiple screech attacks used consecutively. Red sent out a seemingly normal male Pikachu, except he is level 255 and his sprite seems sad and he has tears in his eyes. Oh. Rather than the usual fight item Pokemon run menu, I was only given the option to use the attacks. Since Salibi only has one, I chose it. Naturally, since Pikachu was level 255, he went first. Pikachu used Curse, lowering his speed and increasing his other stats. I'm not even sure Pikachu could use Curse. Salibi used Perish Song. In three turns, both Pokemon get KO'd. Not like I have a choice. At this point, I didn't even go back to the fight menu, as the battle just continued without me. Also note that there were no animations for some reason. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Pikachu used Flail, which didn't do much damage despite his level and boost his health was maxed. Salibi used Perish Song. Nothing happens, as it was already used. Pikachu used Frustration, which did a shit ton of damage, knocking <laughs> Salibi down le- less than 10 HP. Is, is that his actual words? <laughs> yes. It ton. did a shit ton of damage. Shit ton of damage. Salibi used Pain Split, which surprised me seeing as Salibi didn't even have that attack in the first place. Now Salibi and Pikachu have about 150 HP. Pikachu used Mean Look, not like that did anything. As expected, due to the effects of Perish Song, my Salibi fainted. Except in the text, it said, Salibi has died. <gasps> and instead of the ordinary drop-off screen animation, the Salibi backstripe just vanished. For some reason, the Pikachu was still up even after Perish Song, and it didn't count as, an, as my loss. Pikachu used one more different attack beyond the five attack limit. Pikachu used Destiny Bond. Afterward, it said, Pikachu has died, with a slow fade-out animation. Apparently, I was the winner, as the the transparent red sprite showed up and said, ellipses. At that point, I just freaked out, as the transparent red sprite suddenly beheaded, leaving nothing but his transparent body. The battle then ended, and at that point, faded out along with the music. I'm back in the overworld, with another change to the gold sprite. He's now as transparent as red's overworld sprite, I quickly check Gold's profile, where this time the only thing remains of him is his head with transparent skin. The head was zoomed in a bit, showing black voids in his eyes. It's pretty good sprite work if you can see that. No, definitely. It now stated that he had 40 badges. I then backed out and checked my Pokemon. They were all level 20 shiny unknown, which when spelled out read, No more. I was at that I know now is next to the end. What? Yeah. Um. I was at what I know now is next to the end. There was apparently no music playing, but for some reason I still felt like something was there that could be heard. I was back in my room in New Bark Town. Maybe finally I get to play this game properly, but who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that sadistic fuck must have done something. I quote walked around my room to interact with things as I'm a bit afraid to go downstairs to see what was awaiting down there. Note I said walked, as while the background was moving, Gold was not moving his transparent limbs all the while doing so, just like floating like ghosts you see in Diamond slash Pearl. As expected, the radio, computer and TV did not work. I had no choice but to go down the stairs. I ended up in the same lower level of my house. Everything appears normal, except Mom isn't home. After failing to interact with anything in this room, I decided to go outside. To my surprise, that door led out the door leading outside at the south didn't work, and instead I just walked straight through it into a void. I continued moving south to see what the fuck was going on. My house vanishes as I head south into the void. It was creepy as when I entered the void. 
the outline on Gold's transparent sprite turned white to contrast with the pitch black. Eventually, I reached a white area and Gold's sprite turned black and transparent again. I continued south without thinking of stopping at all. After a long trek south, I finally encountered something. It was Gold's regular sprite. I talked to it. He said, Goodbye forever, ellipses. Notably with a space in between the forever and ellipses. And vanished. As it happened, it said, Question mark, question mark, question mark, used nightmare. Which at that point, I would not deny that was being possible. Gold did another escape rope animation spinning slowly downwards like before. I'm now back in that small hollowed out room surrounded by graves earlier, or at least I say I was back there, as there's no sprite anymore. I try to walk around but nothing moved, not even the wall bumping noise. I checked my trainer profile with absolutely no gold sprite left. It said I had zero badges and all the pictures of the Johto gym leaders at the bottom were replaced with skulls. At this point, I'm surprised he's not just thinking, you know, I should probably take this game back to GameStop because it's not working. Well, because he's obviously paralysed with fear. It's a spooky game. Made by ghosts. Oh, okay. Oh, no! A ghost made it. It was a ghost ROM hack. I checked my Pokemon, which were all level 25 unknown. As expected, it spelled out a phrase that I dared to read. Im dead. Yeah. 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 That's scary. Yep. That's scary. Im dead. Im dead. Lol, im dead. dead. (laughs) Lol, im dead. (laughs) Im so dead. As soon as I went back to the overworld, the room I supposedly was in then was then covered with the same blocks as the walls. I then figured out what exactly that room was when the final text was said, R.I.P. That room was a big grave surrounded by other graves. Gold has already been dead. He died presumably a few years after he defeated Red. He was a young trainer who, despite his efforts in collecting so many badges and attempts at becoming a Pokemon master, was still unable to avoid the inevitable fate of death, and his efforts were eventually forgotten by the next generation. I was unable to escape from that text no matter what I pressed. I tried resetting the game, and the same thing happened, at which I then finally decided to give up on that horrible nightmare. After that experience, I will never look at the gimmick unknown the same way again. They say that only the first generation have folktales and legends, but the second generation have shown me how unpleasant the truth can be. I eventually enjoyed Soul Silver immensely, but I can't unthink what that rigged game has told me. Okay. Yeah, end. that's yeah, the end. So question mark question mark. <laughs> so the story was effectively he played a game that made him aware of the concept of the inevitable entropy of the universe. <laughs> Isn't that frightening? Yeah, I was about to say it's not so much spooky as just a depressing realization. Yeah. With but, completely unscary like plot dressing. But like how would how would that story make you think that? I well, obviously you weren't paying attention because it was like only for smart people to understand. Oh, okay, and be okay. massively scared by like like me being scared by. It. Oh, yeah. So, um, so Matt, uh, since you've not really uh, heard these things before, what was your what was your um, thoughts at your first uh, first creepy pasta? Well, I mean, it wasn't very creepy. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Really? Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> was, it, was it in any way believable? Did you find yourself having to like, like, hold back on your disbelief? Well, it was a bit of a weird one. Like someone could have, like you said, rom hacked the game to do that. I guess. 
Someone who just wanted to make everyone else as sad as he was. <laughs> Maybe, it's true. Um, it, was, it didn't really, it was just him playing a game and then he turned the game off and that was it. Yeah, scary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it could have happened, so I did believe it. Mm, good, so, okay. Partial success, I mm, guess. Okay. So what, what would you give this this one out of ten? Like um, how many spooks out of ten? So spooks out of ten. I feel like spooking system, rating system shouldn't be out of ten. Okay, spook out, okay, out of thirteen. Thir- ah, yeah. Yes. I don't know. Like, it wasn't spooky, but it was believable. So maybe a four spooks out of thirteen. Four out of okay. thirteen. Okay, four out of 13. maybe. Okay. Well, based on my arbitrary decision. Okay. okay. Well, I'm gonna blow your ass off. We're ramping up the scale. Right. Okay. Yeah. This I'm going to read now. A classic creepypasta. An infamous creepypasta. Well, yes. Wow. Hold on to the piss in your bladder because it's going to be flying out everywhere. Actually, would you would you mind if, if we like put plastic bags down? <laughs> yeah. Um, because we, we really don't want to get your piss all over the microphone. It's quite expensive. Mm. Um, well, the couch. Well, fuck well, the couch. I have to sleep here. You can, sit in, you can sleep in your own filth. <laughs> um, so uh, people who've, who've followed our channel for a while might know, uh, I think it was last year we played... Uh, the game version of the one I'm about to read, which is uh, okay. Sonic.exe. It's one of the more famous ones. I think the only one that's really more famous is Ben, ben Drowned. Yeah, which is or way possibly, too long. Yeah, or possibly uh, Lavender Town. Um, so I'm going to read you so this one. one. They've actually made into. They made into a game. Yeah, into, yeah. yeah it's, we, cool. it's, it's not a very good game. Well, but then again, I mean, they did. They did well. They did uh, well. Yeah. It was very, very close to the actual thing. But yes, <clears throat> Sonic. I'm a total Sonic the Hedgehog fan, much like everybody else. I like the newer games, but I don't mind playing the classics. I don't think I've ever played glitchy or hacked games before. Why does he prefer the new Sonic? What's wrong with him? Well, (laughs) he's writing creepypastas for one. Suspension of disbelief, okay? Okay, Okay. right. (laughs) Though I don't think I want to play any after the experience I had. Was it Sonic Boom? Uh, uh, mm, Possibly. (laughs) It started on a nice summer afternoon. I was playing Sonic Unleashed. Oh no. (laughs) I liked how you got to explore the towns in it until I noticed out of my peripheral vision that the mailman had arrived and put something in my mailbox as usual and left. Is he a dog? Is that why he's scared of the mailman? (laughs) (laughs) The rest is not even about Sonic. It's just like, the mailman mailman. comes every day. He keeps coming back. He wants to kill my family, so I have to keep shouting at him through the letterbox. <laughs> I paused my game to see what I got in the mail. The only thing in the mailbox was a CD case for computers and a note. Does it, does it actually say for computers? Yeah, it does say for computers. I took it inside. I looked at the note first and realised it was from my dear friend Kyle. Let's just call him that. Whom I hadn't heard from in two weeks. I know that because I recognised his handwriting though what was weird was how it looked. It looked badly written and scratchy, which is... How would he recognise the handwriting if it was really bad? Anyway. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, he's a dog. He can smell Kyle on it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. This this does make a lot more sense if you think a dog wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) No, creepy, come on, stop laughing. So scared. As if Kyle was having a hard time writing it down and did it in a hurry. This is what he wrote. Tom. The dog's name is Tom, by the way. Okay. That's a weird name for a dog. I know. 
I can't take it anymore. I had to get rid of this thing somehow before it was too late. And I was hoping you'd do it for me. Fucking lazy <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I can't do it. He's after me. And if you don't destroy this CD, he'll come after you too. He's too fast for me. Please, Tom, destroy this godforsaken disc before he comes after you too. It's too late for me. Destroy the disc and you'll destroy him. But do it quick, otherwise he'll catch you. Don't even play the game. It's what he wants. Just destroy it. Please. Kyle. Well, that was certainly weird. Even though Kyle is my best friend and I haven't seen him in two weeks, I didn't do what he asked me. I, don't, I didn't think that a simple gaming disc would do anything bad to him. After all, it's just a game, right? Boy, was I wrong about that. Ooh, foreshadowing. Nice. Anyway... Sorry, that's the way it's written. Okay. Any, any, in all caps, space, way. It's weird. I looked at the disc and it looked like any ordinary computer CDR disc, except it had black marker on it written sonic.exe. And it was much unlike Kyle's handwriting, meaning he must have gotten it from somewhere else, like a pawn shop or eBay. <gasps> the spookiest of all places to acquire haunted game discs from. <laughs> When I saw Sonic on the writing on the CD, I was actually excited and wanted to play it, since I'm a big Sonic fan. No, no, didn't you hear what Kyle wrote? It's a bad idea. I, actually, no, I misread that. Since I'm a, a big Sonic fan. Well, he, he's so excited that he can play a new Sonic game. <laughs> he had to say the word A twice. Mm -hmm. Or the letter, I guess. The word A. The word A. <laughs> I went up to my room and turned on my computer and put the disc in, in and installed the game. When the title screen popped up, I noticed that it was the first Sonic game. I was like, awesome! Because like I said earlier, I liked the classics. The first thing I noticed that was out of place was when I pressed start. There was a split second when I saw the title image turned into something different. Something that I now consider horrifying before cutting to black. <laughs> turned into the title screen for Sonic Boom, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> I remember what the image looked like in the split second before the game cut to black. The sky had darkened. The title emblem was rusted and ruined. The Sega 1991 now was now instead Sega 666. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. The water had turned red like blood, except it looked hyper-realistic. <gasps> drink. drink. <laughs> Take a drink. But the freakiest thing was, in that split-second frame of Sonic, his eyes were pitch black and bleeding, with two glowing red dots staring right at me. Okay, but were the were the big red eyes hyper-realistic too? Uh, it does not st specify, mm. so um, I'm... But the blood coming out of them presumably was. Oh, okay. Well, I, I okay. would assume yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his smile had stretched wider up to the edge of his face. I was rather disturbed about that image when I saw it, though I figured it was just a glitch and forgot about it. Some glitch. <laughs> After it cut to black, it stayed like that for about ten seconds or so, and then another weird thing happened. The save file select from Sonic the Hedgehog 3 popped up, and I was like, WTF? <laughs> that's, that's a... I feel like he's the sort of person to say that out loud. Yeah. What's this doing in the first Sonic game? Anyway, then I noticed something off. The background was a dark cloudy sky of the Bad Stardust Speedway level from Sonic CD, and there were only three save files. The music was that creepy Caverns of Winter music from Earthbound. What? Okay. This is one hell of a ROM hack. <laughs> 
only it was extended to seem... It only it was extended and seemed to have been in reverse. I wonder like, how all of these like creepy pasta protagonists just can tell what song it is when it's played backwards. They're like fucking musical prodigies. Oh, right. And the image for the save file where you see a preview of the level level you're on is just red static for all three files. What freaked me out more was the character select. It showed only tails, knuckles, and to my surprise, Dr. Robotnik. Now I was sure that something was up. I mean, how can you play as Robotnik in a classic Sonic game for crying out loud? <laughs> That's when I realised <laughs> this wasn't a glitchy game. It was a hacked game. Whoa. Dun dun dun. Yeah, it definitely looked hacked. It was really creepy. But as a smart gamer, I wasn't scared. <laughs> like it was on a blank CD with Sonic.exe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is obviously a legit copy of the game. Right? I should, this is, this yeah. is how it comes from the factory. I should totally install this on my computer. It, it won't do anything bad to me at all. <laughs> I wasn't scared, or at least I tried not to be. I told myself it was just a hacked game, and there's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, shaking off the creeped feeling, I picked file one and chose Tails. And when I... What? I... I picked file one and chose tails, and when I selected and got started. Okay. That, that's the problem. Sometimes you'll read a sentence and you think you're misreading it, and then you go, no, I am reading it correctly. It's, yeah. The real horror is the grammar. <laughs> the game froze for about five seconds, and I heard a creepy pixelated laugh that sounded an awful lot like that Kefka guy from Final Fantasy before cutting to black. <sighs> the screen stayed black for about ten seconds or more. Then it showed a typical level title thing, except the simplistic shapes were different shades of red. Why is the spookiest thing in all of these stories the loading time? Loading um, time is horrifying. Because <laughs> they're oddly, they're always like, it was, it started loading, it went black for exactly seven seconds. It went 7. black for well, ten seconds. seconds. Well, okay, just imagine that everyone that writes these are like speedrunners, so they've got a stopwatch. Ah, so um, then it, it okay. so they're timing everything. Yeah, so okay. this has been written by a speedrunning, speedrunning dog. Yeah, yeah, that's Who's what scared of the mailman yeah. and somehow can, can appropriate human speech. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> that is pretty believable. Yeah. And the text showed only Hill at one. The screen faded in and the level title vanished, revealing tales in the green hill zone from Sonic 1. The music was different though. Different though, It sounded like a peaceful melody in reverse. Anyway, I started playing and, tales, and had tales start running like you would in any of the classic Sonic games. Because, of course, you don't run in the new ones. No, it's all about that butt shimming. Uh, what was odd was that Tails was running along the level, but there was nothing but flat ground and a few trees for five minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. Why did he keep going? Fucking, okay, what? This guy has nothing else to do? I get like, like 30, 40 seconds in and go, fuck this. I want to call Kyle and tell him he's a fucking drongo. <laughs> that was when the peaceful music started to lower down into slow, deep tones very slowly as I kept going. Turned into like fucking throat singing. <laughs> I suddenly saw something and I stopped to see what it was. It was one of the small animals lying dead on the ground, bleeding. That was when the music started to slow down. Tails has a shocked and saddened look on his face that I never saw him have before. So, had him move along, and he kept that worried look on his face. That was a weird sentence. 
As I kept moving, I saw more dead animals as tails moved past them, looking more and more worried as the music lowers and he moves past more dead animals. I was shocked to see how they all died. They looked like someone killed them in a rather gruesome way. A squirrel was hanged from a tree with what appeared to be his entrails hanging out. A bunny had all four of his limbs torn off, and a duck had his eyes gouged out and his throat slit. You can see all that. Oh, in 16 bits. In 16 bits. Hyper-realistic. Hyper-realistic. I felt sick to my stomach when I saw this massacre, and apparently so did Tails. I was two minutes away from writing a strongly worded letter to my MP. (laughs) I'll write a letter to Sega saying this is totally inappropriate. Dear Sega, I was personally mortified when this totally legitimate copy of Sonic came through my door. After a few more seconds, there were no more animals and the music seemed to have stopped. I still kept Tails to continue. Okay. Yeah, fine. Right. After a minute passed and the music stopped, Tails was running up a hill and, and then he stopped. It wasn't until I saw why. Sonic was there, on the other side of the screen, with his back against Tails with his eyes closed. Tails looked happy to see Sonic, but then his smile faltered, obviously noticing Sonic wasn't responding to him, if not acting as if he was totally oblivious of Tails' presence. Tails walked slowly towards Sonic, and I noticed that I wasn't even moving my keyboard to make him move, so this must have been a cutscene. All the drama's about to unfold. Suddenly, I began to have a a growing sense of dread as Tails walked closer to Sonic to get his attention. I felt that Tails was in danger and something bad was going to happen. I heard faint static growing louder as Tails was but inches away from Sonic and stopped and stuck out his hand to touch him. That foreboding feeling in my gut was growing stronger and I felt the urge to tell Tails to get away from Sonic as the static grew louder. Suddenly, in a split second, I saw Sonic's eyes open, and they were black with those glowing red dots, just like the title image, though there wasn't a smile. When that happened, the screen turned black and the static sound was off. It stayed black for about seven seconds. Then white text appeared, forming the message saying, Hello, do you want to play with me? No. No. <laughs> no. You're not a very good game. Maybe in seven seconds. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Exactly seven seconds. If it had only been three seconds, I would have been up for it. But seven seconds, that's too much. Oh, yeah. I'm a millennial. I've got no patience for anything. (laughs) At this point, I was creeped out. I didn't want to continue with the game, but my curiosity got the better of me when I was taken to a different level, with the level title now saying, Hide and Seek. This time, I was in the Angel Island level from Sonic 3, and it looked like everything was on fire. Tails looked as though he was scared out of his wits this time. He actually looked at me and made frantic gestures to me as if he wanted to get out of this area he was in as fast as possible. I've gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. I was starting to get freaked out by this. I mean, Tails was actually breaking the fourth wall, trying to tell me to get out of there. So, I pressed down on the arrow key as hard as I could and made him run as fast as he could. And a pixelated version of that creepy theme when you meet Shadow at the Ark as Robotnik from Sonic Adventure 2 was playing as I made Tails trek through the desolated forest, trying to help him escape from whatever he was trying to run from. Suddenly I heard that creepy laugh again, that awful Kefka laugh. Right after after ten seconds have passed as I helped Tails run through the forest... And then I started seeing flashes of Sonic popping up everywhere on the screen, again with those red eyes. 
the music changed to that sus- to that suspenseful drowning jingle as I see Sonic behind Tails slowly gaining up on him, flying. Sonic wasn't running, he was actually flying, because I've never played a Sonic game, so I don't know he can fly when he's supersonic, so it's not actually that weird. Yeah, but he's not <laughs> supersonic. Yeah. The flying pose his sprite was making looked very similar to Metal Sonic's flying pose from Sonic CD, except it was just Sonic, and he had the black and red eyes again. Only this time, he had the most deranged-looking grin on his face, as though he... As though he was enjoying the torment he was giving the poor little fox as he gained upon him. Suddenly, when Tails tripped another cutscene, the music stopped and Sonic vanished. Tails laid there and started crying for 15 seconds. Fucking 15. You watched this for 15 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Not only did you watch this happen, you were timing it as oh, well. Oh, yeah. well, you know, a speedrunning dog. Oh, yeah. The scene was rather upsetting to watch and I kind of teared up myself. Why? <laughs> But then Sonic uh, appeared right in front of Tails, and Tails looked up in horror. Blood started to come down from those blackened eyes of Sonic's. Is it hyper-realistic? It doesn't, again, doesn't specify. Well, I'm going to pretend that it is. Yeah, you can take a shot for that. As the grin slowly grew from his face, as he looked down at the horrified fox, I could do nothing but watch. Just in a split second, Sonic lunged at Tails before the screen went black. There was a loud screeching noise that only lasted five seconds. Only? The text returned this time said, You're too slow. Want to try again? Then that god-awful laugh came with it. I was so shocked uh, at what happened. Did Sonic murder Tails? No, he couldn't have. He and Tails are supposed to be best friends, right? Why did Sonic do that to him? I shook off the shock as I was brought back to the character select. The save file that had Tails was different. Tails was no longer in the box itself, but the TV screen itself, which was flickering with red static. Tails' expression scared me. His eyes were black and bleeding. His orange fur had gone black, and he had an expression of anguish on his face. It's okay, it's just like a Sonic OC from from DeviantArt. Yeah, it's literally just goth (laughs) Tails, it's fine. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh. You are so lucky. You sweet summer child. (laughs) Trying to ignore it, I picked Knuckles next. The laugh came and the screen cut to black again and stayed there for another ten seconds. This time the level said, You can't run. I was really freaked out by now, but I couldn't tell if this was a glitch or a hack or some kind of <laughs> sick, twisted joke oh, or anything, really. Really weird glitch, you know, to <laughs> change the entirety of the game. I put music in it from other games. And levels from other games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But despite my fear of what happened next, I kept playing. Because I'm really fucking stupid. (laughs) The next level looked much different, but had the ground from the scrap brain zone. But the sky was different, and looked like the main menu. It had a a dark, reddish, cloudy sky. But it was the music that creeped me out the most. It sounded like Gygus' theme right after you beat Pokey in Earthbound. Which isn't even on the same console. (laughs) Take a shot. Yeah. I also noticed Knuckles looked afraid just like Tails did, though not as much. More rather, he looked a little unnerved. He broke the fourth wall just like Tails and looked as if he wasn't sure about what was going on, but I made him move anyway. Fucking dick. He ran down the straight pathway in this dark level, and as he did the screen started to flicker red static a couple of times, then the maddening laugh came again. Then, after a few seconds of running, I noticed several bloodstains on the metallic ground. I felt a growing sense of fear, again, thinking something horrible is going to happen to Knuckles. He looked nauseated walking down the bloodstained road, but I kept him going. 
Suddenly, as Knuckles ran, Sonic appeared right in front of him with those black and red eyes, and then red static appeared again. When the static vanished, showing nothing but a black screen with text saying, FOUND YOU! This is in like alternated um, upper and lower case, just to let you know how creepy it is. That's pretty spooky. I was now scared. Sonic found Knuckles already? What was going on? Anyway, red static came again, and then I was back up to the level. Knuckles looked like he was panicking, and Sonic was nowhere to be found. And this time, that high-pitched squealing from Silent Hills 1's <laughs> final boss was playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Was this some kind of boss battle with Sonic? I hope to God it wasn't, honestly. Suddenly, Sonic appeared right behind Knuckles, in what appeared to be pixelated black smoke. I made Knuckles turn and then punch Sonic, but Sonic vanished in black pixelated smoke. Before I could even land a hit, that terrible laugh went off again. Then Sonic appeared behind Knuckles again, and I made him punch again, and Sonic vanished again, laughing. Knuckles was panicking even more, and even I felt like I was going crazy. Sonic was practically playing with us. He was playing a sick, twisted little mind game with me and Knuckles. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all right there? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, we're just well, we're so scared, aren't we? Oh, are you petrified? So petrified. Another cutscene played as Knuckles fell to his knees and clutched his head, sobbing. I felt his agony. Sonic was actually driving us both crazy. Then, in a split second, Sonic lunged at Knuckles, and the screen went black with another distorted screeching noise that lasted for at least three seconds. Another text message appeared. So many souls to play with. So little time. Would you agree? He'd have more time if he stopped with the long pauses. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit Shatnerian in his, his like, um, portrayal. Okay, yep, okay. It's like, yeah. so many souls to play with. So little time. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Just what is going on? I started to think Sonic was actually trying to talk to me through the game, but I was too scared to think that. <laughs> I started to think it, but then I didn't because I was scared. <laughs> I was brought back to the main menu, and this time the second box had Knuckles in the TV screen. His red fur had darkened to a reddish grey. His dreadlocks were dripping with blood, and his eyes were were black and bleeding too he had a look of sadness on his face why was his hair bleeding <laughs> look like, when echidnas reach a certain point in their life they their go through bleeds. yeah they go through certain changes and their hair bleeds it's perfectly normal right okay I began to think that those are actual characters trapped on those TV screens on the save files but I couldn't believe it I didn't want to believe it So I shut off the game and took a break. I took a nap. I wish I hadn't, because then I began to have the most disturbing nightmare. I was in pitch black darkness, though I was under the light given off by a lamp that hung above my head. I could hear the cries of Knuckles and Tails nearby. They were saying stuff like, Help us! Why did you give us to him? I hope this wasn't like the Sonic Adventure like style voice acting because that would have really help us why did you give him to us because it would have really undermined it really wouldn't it just go back to that sentence he he was in a pitch black room apart from the light was on isn't that all situations ever (laughs) it was really dark apart from it was light well you could also say that he was in a really bright room (laughs) except for the darkness (laughs) yeah but also the the beginning of that sentence sounds like I went for a nap I was surrounded by blackness it's like yeah mate shut your fucking eyes (laughs) (laughs) that is what happened (laughs) 
Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so they said, why, "Why did you? Why did you give it? Give us to him and run away before he gets you too?" Their cries died out as I heard Sonic laugh his laugh, which is actually Kefka's laugh. It sounded a lot like the distorted Kefka laugh. <laughs> that's that, isn't yeah, that, that scary? Is, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the most scary laugh. You're a lot of fun to play with, kid, just like your friend Kyle, though he didn't last long. I was scared and looking around for the source of the voice. You won't be long now until you join him and all my other friends. I saw him walking towards me, flickering in and out, sev- flickering in and out in several directions. You can't run, kid. You're in my world, just like the others. When he grabbed me and I saw his bleeding, black and red-eyed, grinning face, I woke up with a fright. After a couple of hours, I decided to continue playing the game. <laughs> As you do. As you do. I don't know why, but I had to know. I had to figure out why this was happening, so I turned on my computer. Just turned... look up a Let's Play. <laughs> We've even done one. Go to Snipe and Web Play on YouTube. Search for Sonic.exe. You'll see a playthrough for that. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> What am I even doing with my life? Um, I had to figure out what was happening. So I turned on the computer, turned on the game, and selected Robotnik next. That's good they had a save feature in it. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. Good that he had the yeah. uh, presence of mind to yeah. save as well. I still thought that this was wacky, playing as Robotnik. But anyway, the level title appeared again, and this time it said Ellipses, which I found really freaky. Because I've never played Final Fantasy VII, which about 40% of its dialogue is Ellipses. This time I was in some kind of hallway didn't really look like it was from any classic Sonic games, though it had a pixelated style. The floor it was from Castlevania! <laughs> the floor was shiny and checkered. The walls were, da- were a dark greyish purple, with animated candlelight and a few bloodstains here and there. And there was a dark red curtain hanging from the top part of the screen. Every 12 seconds or so, that red curtain sways very slowly. It's a very punctual wind. <laughs> But whenever you're playing the game, you can barely see it move. The music was oddly pleasant, a piano playing a rather sad yet peaceful song, but I knew better. This was the song that played in Act 1, but it wasn't in reverse. Robotnik didn't look entirely nervous like Sonic and Knuckles did, but he did have a suspicious Wait, wait, look. wait, wait, like Sonic and Knuckles did? Oh, sorry, Tails and Knuckles. That. About to say that. Yeah, was, that, that a, was that a... Uh... Was that a plot hole in our creepypasta? No, no, that, that was, I was my about mistake. To be shocked. I will own up to my mistakes. Mm. That, that was me. Okay. Um, so he didn't have an entirely nervous look like Tails and Knuckles did, but he did have a suspicious look on his face. He did a little animation just when I left him standing. He turns his head to the left and then to the right at least twice and then shrugs at me as if he has no idea where he was or what was going on. Even though I was scared out of my mind about what was going to happen, I had Robotnik continue onward. He did his usual running animation, you know, when you've beaten him at the end of a classic Sonic game and you chase him, as we continued going through the hallway. Then I stopped stopped at a long flight of stairs leading downwards. Now I was nervous. Even Robotnik seemed unsure of himself, though I pressed onwards. As I led Robotnik down the stairs, I noticed the walls had gotten darker and more reddish. The red torch is now an eerie blue, and we landed onto another hallway. This one was longer than the last one, or at least it felt like it. And then we headed down another flight of stairs. This one was much longer. It took at least one full minute. Then I heard that horrid Kefka laugh again, and the music slowly faded until it was quiet. As it did, the walls turned a more dark red, and the torches were a black flame now. 
When Robotnik landed on the third hallway, I noticed how he looked really creeped out. Though he tried to hide it, I couldn't blame him. I was scared too. Robotnik, just trying to be as brave as he can. Oh, oh yeah. go, like, go, Robotnik. I, 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 can't let, I can't let the dog who's playing this game see my fear. <laughs> It'll make him feel scared. Suddenly, Sonic popped out right in front of Robotnik, the same way he did to Knuckles, and, the red, and then Red Static. The Red Static lasted for about 15 seconds, and then it showed me a most unpleasant image. The image showed a hyper-realistic... Take a drink. ...of Sonic standing in the darkness where you can only see his face while the head and torso faded into black. And when I say hyper-realistic, I mean that he looked so real that you could actually see the lines in his blue fur. As... As if you could actually feel the fur if you touched the screen. His face. Oh, God. He had the most horrifying smile I had ever seen. I don't know if you've ever seen Barry Chuckle smile. <laughs> Maybe that's the smile Sonic had. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was the most horrifying smile I'd ever seen. And that's saying something, considering I saw that image at the start of the game. His eyes are wide and black and, once again, crying blood. Which um, also looked hyper-realistic. Oh, oh. Well, that answers the yeah. question from earlier. Yeah, yeah. There were two small glowing red dots in those black eyes staring right at me. As if staring into my mind, his grin was wide and demonic. That's another thing, actually. Use of the word demonic like mm. to describe things. That's, that's another take-a-shot thing with creepypastas. It literally stretched to the sides of his face like a Cheshire cat, except Sonic had fangs. Very sharp fangs. Much like the werehog's teeth, except more vicious looking, somewhat yellowish from the look of it. He had stains of blood and small bits of flesh on his lips and fangs as if he ate some animal. <gasps> Not some animal? Yes, some animal. Oh no. I stared at that gruesome image for a good 30 seconds, <laughs> never taking my eyes off it. I felt as if he was actually looking at me, smiling at me, that face. It just took 10 seconds for it to etch itself into my brain for good. But I, I, I added on an extra 20 just for <laughs> yeah, good just measure. In case. Yeah. I didn't want to forget it, you see. When the screen flickered with red static again three times, and on the third time I heard the Kefka lap, except this time it sounded distorted, demonic even. It went back to the image again, except this time there was text again though it was all messed up. But it was pretty much one of the most horrifying things I looked at since I had this game. I am God. Whoa. Scary. Edgy. Mm. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Shut up, spooky. Remember? So, so spooky. Sonic the Hedgehog. You have to draw that. I do, yeah. Well, to be fair, that character already exists. Yeah, no, Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> it was when I read the message while looking at Sonic when it hit me. I realised right there and then this Sonic was a monster. A pure, evil, sadistic, all-powerful, nightmarish, demented monster. And all his victims, including Tails, Knuckles, Robotnik, and possibly Kyle, are just his little toys, and the game is the very gateway into his chaotic, nightmarish world, and the very hell his victims are trapped in. Suddenly, in an actual split second, I oh. screamed as Sonic lunged at the screen, screeching loudly, with his mouth wide open to an unnatural length. 
Let's all look at what? Sonic's unnatural length. <laughs> Sorry, that that was one of those sentences where it just like I said it and then it started getting weirder in my head. I was trying to think of like the length of a mouth. Like, oh. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd answer on a medical. Like, how long is your mouth? Like, well, fucking <laughs> hell. Have you got something to test it with? Anyway, yes, he did his, his unnatural length, re- revealing nothing but a literally spiraling abyss of pure darkness before the red static came again. Literally or figuratively? Uh, that's hard to tell these days. This time, much louder and distorted, so loud that it hurt my ears. I yelled and grabbed my ears as the red static screeched for a good seven seconds. Then it stopped and showed nothing but a black screen. Or maybe turn your sound down. Well, you know, some people just play loud. Um, As I sat there staring at the black screen, one last text came up. Ready for round two, Tom? But that's the protagonist's name! The Kefka laugh, now sounding more clear as if Sonic was right behind me, played three times as I looked at the text in shock and confusion. Then I got booted back to the main menu, and this time the third save file had a TV image of Robotnik in the same tormented state as Tails and Knuckles. Robotnik's skin turned a dull grey, his moustache drooped and had blackened, his glasses broke and blood coming from them, and he had a mere dead-like expression on his face. A mere dead-like expression? Yeah. I looked at Tails, Knuckles and Robotnik and I cried a bit. I pitied them for the agony they were going through as they were forever trapped in within the game. Forever tormented by that horrid hedgehog and always will be. Then Point, the points for alliteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the computer shut itself off. I couldn't turn it back on no matter what I did. Fucking hell, it bricked his PC. Yeah, it was that much that, of a sucky game. Yeah. That's Nor- true horror. Yeah. Normally you have to get a Ubisoft game for that to happen. Shots <laughs> fired. I sat there for maybe 25 seconds, <laughs> horrified by what had just happened. Sonic is the very embodiment of evil. He tortures people who play his game. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. In more ways than one. And when he gets bored, he drags you into the game. Literally drags you to hell. Where he can play with you, as uh, where he can play with you always as his toy. Okay, that is just conjecture at this point. Well, he has no idea if that's a thing that that Sonic actually does. Yeah. He's just making it up. I can't get the game out of my computer. I think it's stuck in there. But at least I managed to turn it back on now. I sat there for twenty-five seconds and I heard a voice right behind me, like a whisper. Try to keep this interesting for me, Tom. I turned around to see where the voice came from, and what I saw made me scream. Sitting on the bed, staring right at me, was a sonic plushie, smiling with bloodstains under his eyes. Spooky plushies. That was pretty spooky. That was very spooky. Oh, is that the end? That is the end. Ah, So you don't know what happens to him. No. There are sequels. Oh, are they? If you're really interested to know where the Sonic.exe story goes. Official sequels or fan-written sequels? Uh, I think they're fan-written. Yeah, I think they're fan-written. There's like um, Tails.exe. Sally.exe. Sonic.exe 2, which is just like like a murder mystery. .exe 2. Yeah. Is, um... Would it not be Sonic2.exe? Hey, 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 hey. I didn't write this. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Is is Tails doll part of that canon? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Just so, Sonic.exe, what do you think of it? Yeah. I mean, he's a good writer for a dog. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to disagree We should move on from that. Yeah, um, yeah it was very time-specific. 
<laughs> I don't really understand why pauses are that spooky. We should add or up specific all of the time. Pause. I was tempted to start doing that. Yeah, as he goes through, he's like, he's waited around for like three hours in this. Well, he says says things like, "I, you know, this lasted for five minutes," and he's literally just like running, like, yeah. like he's just running in one direction, like just running to the right. And like, if I was playing a game and I started running and nothing happened for thirty seconds. I'd stop and do something. Yeah. Five minutes. Like he's fucking patient. I'll give him that much. But what do you, what do you give it on the on the um, out of out of thirteen spooks? Well, I mean, something happened from the game into real life. Yeah. So uh, that makes it more spooky. Um, yeah. No, it was. I think. I think I'm gonna go eight out of thirteen spooks. Eight out of thirteen spooks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Fair enough. By my arbitrary decision making. Okay. So uh, can the last story. Beat Sonic.exe spook Let's see. rating. Let's see. This is this is titled Mario One Two Eight. Mario has been a gaming icon for decades and has been in more games than can be counted. I'm sure someone has counted them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the Wikipedia articles counted them. <laughs> no, no, there's more games than can be counted. Oh. Okay, this is that was literally the first sentence, you guys. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> Although no year in recent memory has gone past without some type of Mario game being released. Serious fans will remember the nearly decade-long drought of original Mario platformers. From 1997 to 2005, there, were only, there was only one new Mario platformer released, Super Mario Sunshine. During the second part of this drought, after Sunshine's release, the mysterious Super Mario 128 was the main focus of the fanbase. No concrete information was given on the game, and eventually, series creator Shigeru Miyamoto claimed it had simply been a series of test concepts that were never intended to be an actual game. The mystery faded from memory as the Mario drought finally ended and most people forgot about the game that had once been the centre of every Mario fan's imagination. Do you guys remember this at all? Yeah, yeah. That where they plonked a load of Marios on the cube. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was... The, uh, show off the N64 I, I think I think it was for the GameCube hardware. Oh, yeah. um, I, actually, uh, that, that did, that some of the technology in that later became Mario Galaxy, as far as I'm aware, mm. actually, in, in the real world. But you get back to your, your story yeah. of absolute bollocks. Absolute terror. Oh, sorry. Terror, not bollocks. The Mario drought corresponded with a bad era for Nintendo in terms of console sales. The Nintendo 64 and GameCube did not have the financial success of the early Nintendo Entertainment System and Super Nintendo, or the later Wii. For a very proud company that relied solely on video games to make money, this was quite upsetting for the higher-ranking employees that were attached to the company and felt its success or failure reflected on them personally. Nintendo started working on a sequel to 1996 Super Mario 64 shortly after the game was released. During the late 90s, it became clear that Nintendo was not winning the console war. The Super Mario 64 sequel was restarted from scratch since the company believed that it was not sustainable enough improvement of the original to turn the tides of the marketing battle. Seeing the generally more realistic and violent games on on Sony's PlayStation, the market leader, Nintendo considered making a Mario that was closer in tone to what the public seemed to want. There was quite a bit of internal conflict over how far to go with this new direction, and the new Mario was clearly not going to be ready until Nintendo's next console, the GameCube. Um, I, I have an, an image in my head of their version of Mario being Marcus Phoenix, but with Mario's hat. <laughs> <laughs> with a cigar. It's like Goombas of War or something. Oh, <laughs> See, now you say that, I play the shit out of it. Oh that. yeah, totally. That would be awesome. The only hint of this that was released to the public was a comment by Miyamoto that he... He thought Mario and Luigi should act more like grown-ups in their games for the, then soon to be released, GameCube. The new Mario project was ultimately split into two games, Luigi's Mansion, which reflected the darker tone that many felt the series should turn to, 
although it was still toned down quite a bit compared to what some Nintendo executives and developers wanted, and Super Mario Sunshine, which went in the completely opposite direction. Both were released within a year of the GameCube, and Nintendo felt confident that this new system and Mario games would return them to former glory as market leader. As those familiar with gaming history know, they didn't. The GameCube did even worse in market share than the N64, and the mass market's taste shifted even more towards violent, realistic games. During this period, the somber mood at Nintendo intensified, and the darker Mario project was revived, this time codenamed Super Mario 128. It isn't exactly clear what happened at Nintendo during this period. As we know, nothing called Super Mario 128 was ever released or publicly shown. The source that revealed the internal strife at Nintendo during the later N64 era refused to discuss what was happening during the time of the GameCube's failure, but released a prototype of Super Mario 128 Online that can be played on the Wii Homebrew channel. The following is a recollection of my time playing it. Ooh. Yet and spooky. I'm, I'm already well, so spooked. far. It's just a history of Mario, yeah. so it's yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting and scary. I mean, I didn't think that we were going to read a well hear a uh, did you know gaming creepypasta, yeah. but this, no, this is my audition. Oh, okay. For did you know gaming? Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Metal Gear. <laughs> Let me have it. The game was clearly an early beta. The title screen was nothing but white text saying Super Mario One Two Eight against a black background. There was no options menu or save file selection either. After the title screen, the game started. Bowser's laugh from Super Mario Sixty Four looped in the background while a plain text box displayed this dialogue. Mario, I have taken Princess Peach and she will not live to see the sunrise tomorrow unless you take her place. You know what to do and where to go. Do not try and stop me unless you want to hasten her death. The game was certainly going for a darker tone. It seems like they got Todd McFarlane into your punch at the dialogue. Fucking Frank Miller over here. <laughs> After I made the text box go away, I was thrust right into gameplay. The first thing I noticed was Mario's character model. His body was detailed as in Super Mario Galaxy, although a little more realistically proportioned. But his head was taken from his Super Mario 64 character model. Obviously his design hadn't been finished yet. The setting was a sky level. There were some simple platforms floating in the air. The rest of the area was just a blue sky with several clouds scrolling in the background. The clouds seemed more realistic than the usual cartoony puffs in Mario games. They were quite graphically impressive. There was no music or full voice samples from Mario, but there were sound effects slash grunts when he jumped. The jumping was more subdued than the other Mario games. Mario didn't jump as high as he usually did and had little control over his movement in the air. The different types of jumps in every 3D Mario weren't present. I played through the level. There was nothing especially notable about gameplay. Enemies didn't seem to have been added yet. I just jumped from platform to platform and it wasn't very challenging. As I went through the level, I noticed the graphics gradually changing. The sky became more and more cloudy until it was entirely composed of clouds and the cloud background gradually turned a dark grey. After this, it started to rain. I reached a small platform with a toad on it. It looked like it looked like the Super Mario Galaxy model. When I landed on his platform, dialogue appeared. We don't want you anymore, Mario. You don't belong here. Just give Bowser what he wants. Die. Okay. After the text box went away, I no, lo- I no longer had control of Mario. Mario just stood there for a while, then turned around and walked off the platform. His body seemed to go limp as he fell. Well, we've got Ragdoll working, at least. (laughs) Funny how that's like one of the early things they put in. Eventually, it was revealed that there was a realistic modern city under the sky. Take a shot. The buildings looked neglected, but there were people on the street. Mario hit the ground with a realistic-sounding thud. Take a shot. Take a shot. But he didn't explode or show any visible wounds. (laughs) (laughs) I like how that's like his go-to thing. Someone hits the ground, they explode. 
<laughs> well, you know. He just lay there. The people in the city just kept walking by, ignoring Mario, although I thought I saw a few glance at him with cold, somewhat angry expressions. This went on for a few minutes, and eventually people stopped appearing. Mario got up. I was back into control. But he couldn't jump at all and had reduced walking speed. The large buildings of the city didn't appear to be interactive, so I just kept walking down the street for a while. Eventually, I found a small house that seemed seemed out of place along the larger buildings. When I approached the door, Mario opened it. The screen went white and some black text appeared. House of Torn Memories. This seemed to be the level title. When I pressed a button, the screen faded in... The screen faded back to Mario. He was inside the house from before. Everything seemed bigger than it should. It wasn't gigantic, but scaled as if Mario was a very small child. The house was filled with normal objects covered in dust and signs of neglect. There were no people on the ground floor, just things like broken lamps and rotting food. I found a door that opened to a set of stairs going down, leading to a basement. In the basement I found a dilapidated couch and a broken TV. However, what really caught my attention was what was on the couch. Two skeletons that appeared to be children, judging by their size. Don't laugh, it's scary. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just find dead children funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Due to the scale of the house, they were still larger than Mario. I was starting to get really disturbed by now. How had, uh, how had a Mario game containing this been programmed to this extent? Because it's not real. Shh, it's totally real. Shut up. I went up to the skeletons and tried pressing buttons to interact with them or the TV. <laughs> Shake their hand. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I've broken into your house. But nothing seemed to happen. I was about to turn around and look elsewhere when I was nearly scared to death by a deafeningly loud crash coming from the game. What appeared to be Bowser seemed to have broken through the floor from below and landed in front of Mario. I say appeared to be because this was nothing like Bowser is usually rendered. The reptilian monster in the game had Bowser's basic brownish yellow and green colour pattern, but looked far more threatening than any Bowser model I had seen before. It was not proportioned like the Bowser I knew. Its arms and legs were far longer in relation to its body, and ended in razor-sharp claws. The green shell didn't look like it had spikes glued on, they were more jagged and organic looking, with the same dark green colour the rest of the shell had. The face had small but intense pure black eyes and a mouthful of jagged teeth that took up far more than the f- of the face than it should have. I like it how like Mario's model is completely like jacked up and like taken for loads of different games, but Bowser's model is apparently perfect. You've kept me waiting long enough, Mario. I will taste flesh soon. Will you finally surrender, or does Peach have to die? I still didn't have control. Mario just stood there shivering for several seconds before nodding his head. Bowser impaled Mario with his claws. There was no blood, but it was clear from the animation and sound effects that the sharp digits of Bowser's hands had gone through Mario's body. In one swift motion, Bowser dragged Mario up to his face and bit his head off. Again, there was no blood or graphic details left behind on Mario's neck, just Mario's character model being destroyed. I am very disappointed at the lack of realistic blood. It's not scary if there's no blood. I know. It's hyper-realistic, am I right? The screen faded to black. In white text, another level name appeared. Mario's Eternal Home. Mario's character model was whole again when the level started. It was the only thing on the screen besides the black background. It was floating, as if in space. I could somewhat control it, but it felt more like I was deciding the general direction in which Mario would tumble than fully controlling him. As I drifted towards no apparent destination, voices fade in. They were echoing deep voices telling Mario that he was worthless and that the world no longer had any use for him and everyone would be better if he was dead. 
High-pitched crying was laid onto the voices after a bit. It sounded like it was supposed to be Mario's cries. This really disturbed me, and I found myself fighting back tears. For reasons I couldn't understand, this was affecting me on an emotional level. The voices in aimless wandering went on for several minutes until I spotted a light grey speck in the distance. I moved towards it. It, looked, it took a very long time to reach, and grew closer at a much slower rate than it should have. When I was close enough to make it out, I saw that it was a tombstone. It was very plain. It was a very plain one with several cracks in several places. When I got right next to the tombstone, I could see writing on it. I turned off the system right after reading it. I'm not going to play the beta or hack or whatever it was again. There was a single word written on the tombstone. Innocence. <laughs> What, you don't find that scary? <laughs> That's pretty great, actually. That's pretty good. Pretty glad I saved that one to last. <laughs> so, John, oh, wow. can, um, can you stop laughing for a moment to tell me if you think it was scary? Um, well, I didn't like No Realistic Blood. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like how it was a few minutes and several seconds. It was not specific enough in, in terms of time periods. Yeah, periods. no, that's true. It needs um, to be specifically 25 seconds, mm. three minutes. We yeah, needed like... to map out, like, we need to have a good timetable as to uh, the events. So so all of but, those, those but, massive I mean, the positive, negatives. it was a, you know, a massive analogy to the, the death of innocence. So, well, the, no, it wasn't really an analogy. There was literally a tombstone yeah, with well, innocence written on yeah. it. It was. Yeah. It's like someone had explained the concept of a metaphor to them, like secondhand. <laughs> they didn't really get it, you know. While on a lot of novocaine, well, possibly. Mm. But mm, I've not heard that one before. That's. Mm. But what do you think about it? <sighs> it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't really go anywhere. No, That's the problem. Just, yeah, I think the other one is like, like um, the the first one is you know what was what was the first one called the Pokemon one? Pokemon Lost Silver. Like that's you can in in if you're going to believe that this is a real thing for a second, like you're going to take the required head wounds to to be able to put yourself into the right like mindset, or be a dog. Well, or be a dog. Um, then you could say that's a hacked thing, or, or it can be a spooky supernatural thing if you want. And then Sonic.exe was ob- was obviously a supernatural thing. Whereas like this is just supposed to be something Nintendo made. Yeah. And then we're like, oh shit, this is a bit dark. But you see, to me, my biggest problem with that creepypasta is that the gameplay sounds like shit. Oh, it does. It does. It's like, oh yeah, literally, like it's really slow when you have to move for like way longer than you'd expect. It's like, that's just terrible. No wonder this game got scrapped, because you just didn't fucking give a damn. Well, no, what it was, it was all part of the giant metaphor that they were making. Yeah. Um, that, uh, as well as portraying the death of um, innocence, they're also portraying the general the general misery of life. Everything is taking too long. Everything is a little harder to do than it should be until you are eventually dragged down and you come back to the whole concept of entropy from the first story. See, it all comes back yeah. around. Yeah. Even though they're not even related to each other. No, no. Well, no. well they're both Nintendo, so, you well, know. Well, maybe. we don't know the origin of Lost Silver. They, I like to believe all creepypastas exist in the same, like, canon. <laughs> so all of this fucked up shit happens, so like, when someone buys it, like, that's the reason why people get so scared when something happens in a video game that's weird. They because... do kind of go from zero to, like, I'm going insane with fear. Pretty much instantly, and that's why because in that in the creepy world, 
a glitch in a game. It's a known thing. Really. Yeah, yeah. It, it could literally be your entire family's going to die. So, like, when you're playing, like, say, say, like, you're playing Fallout or any Bethesda game, to be fair, and something falls out the sky, you're going to actually shit yourself because you don't know if your dog's going to die. But um, so, but yeah. why why would anyone in this universe buy video games? Um, Is it because no, they no have one to? buys them? They 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 find them or they get sent them in the post. That, yeah, yeah, but even even that, like, why would you even start? You know what? Fuck it. I don't. <laughs> in yeah. this world, GameStops look like meth labs. Like they're just <laughs> rough, like down the back of the back yeah. alleys, selling these well, maybe haunted that's it. games. Some sort of like awful addiction that you just you have to play these things. Maybe that's the real horror: gaming addiction. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> How many spoops out of thirteen would you give it? Mm, I think it was. It was more. If you want to get in spirit of these things, and you yeah. like, you know. To treat it as though this could be believable. It was the most believable because, I mean, at some point Nintendo had a marketing meeting to decide on the name of the Wii U. So they could make an awful decision on what well, game well, to yeah, make. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is the company that made so, the I mean, Virtual it's more, Boy. Yeah. So it's more believable. So in that, I think I'd have to go above the Pokemon one. But I don't think it was really spooky because it was just a game yeah. that was quite bad. So it has to go somewhere in between. Well, I can't remember what the other two I numbers were. Four, Let's go seven eight. and a third. Seven and a third spoops, spoops out, of out of 13. So we've got the, the three stories. Two of them are below average, and Sonic.exe is slightly above average in the scale. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you. But nothing is good. Well, no. <laughs> but so what, what do you, what, what do you, what's your general thoughts of creepy pastas? Now we have introduced you to the weird world that is... The pastors of creepy. Have, have we ruined Halloween or your life for you? <laughs> well, I, I just I can't quite work out who writes these things, <laughs> apart um, from dogs. <laughs> <laughs> to be absolutely honest, I believe it is like thirteen. No, years. it's quite good fun. I can. No, it, yeah. it is a lot of fun reading creepy yeah. pastas. Yeah. It is a lot of fun, and presumably the people who write them are aware of their inherent terribleness. Like I, it's. It, they, uh, it's uh, I'm not a hundred percent. That's kind of part of the whole thing. Mm, I'm not sure of that actually. <laughs> okay. I don't I, think they're in on it. I, I, there are definitely some like like trolley ones that do yeah. intentionally write bad ones. That is that is true. But I'm not sure. I think some of them are written to actually try and be genuinely creepy, and that's slightly terrifying in itself. So maybe that's the biggest spook. That is pretty spooky. Yeah. <laughs> on that note on that note <laughs> on that note we should probably skedaddle and go back to our graves because we're all dead now yeah. with our hyper realistic blood oh there is one thing if anyone does have an actually good gaming creepypasta be sure to link to us in the comments or something because we would like to read a good one yeah but if, if we don't say anything to you it's because it isn't good <laughs> or, we, or we die or we, or we die died. because it's real and we're dead <laughs> yeah that would be pretty scary if, if, like, we all just died. And this is basically, like, the podcast equivalent of The Ring, where, Maybe. like, you know, you listen to it seven days later, you just, like, I don't know, start writing shitty creepypastas. <laughs> well, that, that would be pretty scary. Yeah. And what, you know, what would be really scary? If I, if I put in a random, really loud noise. 